Hello, my name is Denise Renner, and I'm so glad to welcome you to my program today and this time that we have together. And today I want to talk to you something about something that is so powerful, and that is when the presence of God comes into our life. And before we begin, I want to read you a testimony that just happened recently. This woman writes, I was diagnosed a spur on my left foot. I could not walk at all. And it even got worse after therapy. But yesterday, February the 21st, I watched your program time. When you were talking about God's presence, I immediately felt it. But physically, I did not feel anything at that moment, perhaps because I was sitting and taking notes and listening to what you were saying. But when the program had finished and I stood up, I walked easily. I began to praise, dance, and sing. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So we see that out of the presence of God comes every good thing. And for this woman, out of his presence came exactly what she needed. What she needed was healing in her body. And that presence came and brought that healing. So today I want to talk to you about something that's really amazing. And I believe that it is such a teaching for us in the Old Testaments about the presence of the Lord. Now, if you've read the Old Testament very much, you've noticed that it says, and the angel of the Lord came, the angel of the Lord visited. Well, I've studied that and I'm only going to mention three Today I'm going to talk about Gideon, but later we'll talk about Hagar, and, and then we will talk about also Jacob. But in all three of those people, it says the angel of the Lord was there. And every time that it says the angel of the Lord came, and then as you read it, it'll say the angel of the Lord, then it'll say the Lord. But every time that they are visited... It always, it always, it always brings this. It brings his presence. He changes their identity. He gives them an assignment and he gives them the power to do it. And so today I want to talk to you about Gideon. And before we start, scholars have said that they believe that the uh, angel of the Lord is also one of the Godhead in, in present. And I will read this to you. The angel of the Lord or of God or of his presence is readily identified with the Lord God. And then it gets different passages. But it is obvious that the angel of the Lord is a distinct person in himself from God the Father. Then it gives other references. Nor does the angel of the Lord appear again after Christ came in human form. So he must of necessity be one of the three in one Godhead. The angel of the Lord is visibly portrayed 
in the Old Testament. And that is by the Cambridge Bible Studies. Now, I've always believed that when I read like Gideon or Hagar or Jacob, I always believed that when it said the angel of the Lord, I always believed it was Jesus. So I'm going to teach this from that angle that the angel of the Lord was Jesus. And what I get from this, friends, is we see more of the personality, more of his heart, more of his compassion for us walking in this journey. So let's start with Gideon. So it's in Judges chapter 6. And what has happened is that the... Um, the Israelites have once again started worshiping false gods, and now the Midianites have taken over them, and the Midianites are so mean to them because if the Israelites have crops or, or uh, cows or sheep, they destroy them, not because they want them. They just destroy them. They destroy their plants because they don't want them to have it. So... Um, so in verse 11, uh, it says that now the angel of the Lord, this is Judges chapter 6, the angels, angel of the Lord came and sat under the terabith tree, which was in Orpha, which belonged to Joaz, the Abiezrite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. Well, the regular place to thresh this wheat was not, uh, was not in the wine press, but he's afraid and he's hiding this so that the Midianites will not take their wheat. Verse 12, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. So the, the Lord immediately begins to say to Gideon who he is. And uh, we see that Gideon, he's hiding, he's afraid, and now here comes this, the angel of the Lord, or the Lord says to him, the Lord is with you. And then it announces his identity. You mighty man of valor. Well, Gideon feels like everything else except for the mighty man of valor. And look at verse 13. Gideon said to him, Oh, my Lord. If the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. So we see that Gideon, he's having this conversation with the Lord, or as the Bible says, either the angel of the Lord or the Lord. You can read it yourself. And he's having this conversation, but 
the Lord just said to him, I'm with you and you're a mighty man of valor. But Gideon answers back with an argument. And you see that he says, if you are with us, then why has this happened? And then he says, and where are the miracles? And then he says, and now you've delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. So Gideon, he's just arguing with the Lord. Have you ever argued with the Lord? Like he tells you something, but you're just not quite ready to receive it. And you say, but Lord, what about this? Or Lord, uh, what about, uh, I don't think I can do that, Lord. Or uh, Lord, I, 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 we don't have the money for that. Or and, and we, in our humanness, we begin to argue with the Lord. But the Lord is so compassionate. He doesn't stop talking to us because we argue with him. And you're going to see that in Gideon, he argues with the Lord quite a bit, but it didn't stop God talking to him. I love that. And um, then verse 14, God speaks again, and it says, Then the Lord turned to him, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Well, the Lord just keeps telling Gideon, Gideon, this is who you are. This is what you're going to do. The Lord's not intimidated by our arguments at all. And Gideon, listen to how Gideon answers. So he said to him, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am the least of my father's house. Gideon is saying, Lord, uh, there's no way. Because my tribe is the very least. And I am the very least in my own father's house. So uh, you're saying that you're with me. You're saying I'm a mighty man of valor. I, I don't really think so, God. But then look what the Lord says in verse 16. He says, and the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you. <laughs> and surely you will defeat the Midianites as one man. So the Lord was not given up on, on Gideon. He just kept telling him, you're going to defeat the Midianites. You're the man. You're the mighty man of valor. And I'm with you. And this is, um, look, look what happens in, in the next verse. Then he said to him, if this is Gideon saying, if now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talks with me. And then he says, do not depart from here. I pray until I come to you and bring you an offering and set it before you. Please wait until I come back. So Gideon, he went and he prepared a young goat and bread and, and, uh, he put the meat in a basket and he put the broth in a pot and he brought it out under the terebinth tree and presented it to the Lord. And the angel of God said to him, 
Take the meat and the unleavened bread and lay them on the rock and pour out the broth. And so he did. Then verse 21, then the angel of the Lord put out the end of his staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened bread and fire rose out of the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened bread. And the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. So this was quite a supernatural thing that happened to, to Gideon because God was asking Gideon to do something, proclaiming something over Gideon, that Gideon was having a really hard time believing that he was a man of valor. He believed that he was of the, the smallest tribe. He believed he was the least in his family. This was his identity. But God had another identity for us. And that's what I want to say to you, friend. When we come into his presence, we may believe something, something very different about ourselves that's really not the truth. But God, in his presence, he reveals another identity to us. He says, you know what? Maybe you've thought, I'm not going to make it through this. And God says, I'm with you. And you will make it through this. And I will bless you. Well, that's totally different than I'm not going to make it through this. Or us saying, God, I'm not equipped for this. I'm not equipped for this, God. You need to choose somebody else. Lots of people have said that to God. Do you know that even when my husband heard that we were supposed to come to the former Soviet Union, God said to him, because it took, while, it took a while for Rick to say yes, God said to him, I've asked others to go and they didn't. You see, you've got you, you to listen to him. If he's saying to do something that's important, if he's saying, you're not this, you're not the weak, you're not the timid, you're not the stupid, you're not the, uh, the one who is uh, unqualified, you are the one I chose, you're the one that's anointed, you're the one that's after my heart, I see your difficulties, but I am with you, and you will make it through this. And not only will you make it through this, you will conquer in this. And I know I'm talking to somebody right now because God is speaking to people all over this world. It's time for us as the body of Christ that we step up and that we listen to the Holy Ghost and that we listen to his assignments and we listen to him say, I know the devil's told you who you were, but that's not who you are. I know your past has told you who you were, but that's not who you are. I know that your mother or your father told you who you were, but that's not who you are. I'm telling you who you are, God says. I, you are more than a conqueror through my son, Christ Jesus. Oh, friend, that is our identity. And the most important thing is that we agree with the Holy Spirit. And we said, Lord, I turn from what I thought and I turn to what you're saying about me, that that is the truth. The Lord shared his presence with Gideon. And we see that. We just saw that. And then it says that, the, that he left. 
Now Gideon, look at verse 22. Now Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. So Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Then verse 23. Then the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. When God is speaking to us and we are saying, Yes, Lord, I hear you. Yes, Lord, I'll do that. Yes, Lord, I will forgive. Yes, Lord, I will witness to my relative. Yes, Lord, I will give my tithe. Yes, Lord, I will give that offering. Whatever he's saying to you, yes, Lord, I will start that business. Whatever he's saying to you, when we acknowledge that he's speaking to us and we say, yes, Lord, because of his presence, his peace comes. His peace is the great enabler. <laughs> that peace, that peace of God is the enabler. It says you can do this. And because we quieted our soul in arguing with God, and you saw how Gideon argued with God, we quieted our soul from arguing with him, then we can receive his peace. And when we receive his peace, that's when we receive his power. I want to show you something here about Gideon. Verse 25. Now it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, Take your father's young bull, the second bull of seven years old, and tear down the altar of Baal that your father has, and cut down the wooden image that is beside it. And the next, and the next uh, verse 27 says, So Gideon took. All right. Gideon. After he said yes, after he had this experience with God and said yes, he went forward. Did you notice that God gave him specific instruction, which was to tear down the altars of Baal, which belonged to his father? Oh, that's a very big deal that uh, God was asking Gideon to do. God was asking Gideon to throw aside the opinions of others, even the opinion of his father, and to do what God told him to do. Can you imagine how hard, it, without God's power, it would have been to go and tear down the altars, something that your father worshipped, and to tear it down? That's exactly what Gideon did. Of course, he almost died, but God saved him. And that's true. God did save him. But God was with him. See, God promised that. Yes, he came into difficulty, 
because after he tore down those altars, they wanted to kill him. But someone stood up for him and he didn't die. Why? Because God was with him. What is God promising you and me? That whatever we're taking on, if it's his assignment, he says, I will be with you. I will be with you. If God is with us, if God is for us, the Bible says in Romans, who can be against us? If God stands with you, what enemy is bigger than God? No enemy is bigger than God. God crushes the enemy. When the Antichrist, when he's been worshipped, and everyone fears and bows before him. Jesus is going to come and out of one word out of his mouth. That Antichrist will just absolutely melt in his presence. The Lord is not intimidated by the Antichrist or any other enemy. Because he is the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord of the armies. Hallelujah. He's the Lord Almighty. He's the Lord Sabaoth. And he's the one, and I'm talking to somebody right now. He's the one who's standing with you to do what you thought is impossible. And if he's speaking to you right now and he's saying what you thought of yourself, it's not the truth. You are more than a conqueror. You are talented. You are called of me. You can raise those children. You can love that husband. You can love that wife. You can be a, the best at your job. You can be the best student. Because I am with you. Do not fear. And we see in Gideon's life. After he had this experience with God and he said yes and the peace of God came that he was able to do something really hard which was to tear down the altars to Baal of his own father. Now I just want you to think with me a little bit more because Gideon was saying and this all started talking with the Lord, talking with the angel of the Lord, wh whichever you want to call him. He was saying, I'm not. And the Lord was saying, yes, you are. He was saying, you're not with me. The Lord was saying, yes, I am. He was saying, I can't do this. The Lord was saying, yes, you can. He was saying, I am weak. The Lord was saying, you are mighty. You see how through the Spirit of God, we have a whole new identity in Him. When we agree with the Holy Spirit, when we say, Lord, Lord, you know me. You know what I think before I even think it. You, you know what I'm going to say before I even say it. You know all my weaknesses, Lord, but you're asking me to do this, Lord. So I'm going to say, Lord, yes. And Lord, you're going to be with me. You're going to be with me. Lord, I thank you for my assignment. I take my assignment. I can do. I'm not going to stand here and say, I can't do. I'm going to say, 
I can do. It says in Philippians, you probably know the verse, Paul was facing so many difficult situations. And he said, I can do how many things? All things through Christ who strengthens me. That verse, my friend, is for you and it's for me. We cannot say no to this great God, to our wonderful Savior, to our Lord Jesus Christ, to the Holy Spirit who is, is a member of the Godhead who came and he, he came and he lives inside of us and he's with us. He is there for you right now. I just want to leave you in a short prayer. Maybe you are struggling with some kind of decision and, and you, or, or an identity you believed a lie about yourself because of some kind of authority in your past or maybe an authority in your life right now and you believe a lie about yourself. Well, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you that he chose you from the foundation of the world. I'm telling you that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and that everything he has planned for you is good and not for evil and that you are his very own child and he calls you by name. I'm telling you that. Father, and you're more than a conqueror. Lord, I'm taking hold. We're taking a hold together now of your truth. Help us, Lord Jesus, as we say yes to whatever it is you're calling us to do and to hold our head high and our shoulders back and to do it, Lord, trusting in you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'd love to hear from you about what God is stirring in your heart through these words and this message. And I will see you next time. Women are powerful and very influential. But what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.